Welcome to the Public Speaking Experts Podcast with Elliot Kay and Jose Yukar. Every week we bring the tips, tools, and strategies for you to become a world-class public speaker. We bring you guests, experts, and authorities in the field of public speaking to enrich you and enhance your public speaking journey. Remember to subscribe, rate, and comment. And now, please welcome your hosts, Elliot and Jose. Shall I do it? Shall I do it? Shall I... All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I did it. I did it. I did... That's becoming my intro. How how can you say such thing? How how can you say I spoil the episode? How can you... you know, Jose, that hurts my feelings. No, you hurt me. Boo! That's where you get. That's how we're starting. That's the level we're starting the episode at. Here I was all joyous and happy. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. It's another public speaking episode. I'm so excited. <laughs> you know, you're such a negative influence on this, this podcast, Jose. I'm so glad we have someone who's going to bring some positivity. Like he's not only a good looking chap, he's also very experienced. He's got a great accent. And I know he's going to add value. And no, I'm not talking about you, but his name does start with the same letter as yours. So that's, that's one, one thing you have in common. But go on, Jose. I can see your lip going. Go on, give it to me. What, what have you got to say about this? Go on. I can, because like this. <laughs> it's a lot better than... Uh. Uh, uh. <laughs> that you used to do. <laughs> Shall we? We do. The bottom. <laughs> it is. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh, you mean the guest? Oh, okay, cool. I thought you were talking about me. Welcome, welcome. I'm excited to be here, about There you go, Jake. There you go. There you go. Welcome, tell you welcome. Right now, though, if you're expecting me to dance like Zac Efron in High School Musical, then uh, this might not be a good start to the show. Sing like him? Can uh, you sing like him? I don't want to also really. I, you know, oh, we, come look, on, work with us, Jake. We come cannot on. scare the audience away this quick. <laughs> I don't know. They've seen Jose Save we'll it for the end. That'll be the bonus at the end. All right, all right. I don't know why that, you know, it's so weird. I don't know why that's that's really glued on to me, that all right, all right, all right. Oh, you anyway. Matthew McConaughey over here? Yeah, exactly. You know what happened was I, I, I was studying. So I did this whole piece. <laughs> I studied all the top watched um, uh, TED Talks, and then I listened to the top motivational, and one of them is motivational talks. One of them is Matthew McConaughey. 
And ever since I've listened to that, she's going, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know what's going on with we me. We lost Jose, by the way. We lost I know, Jose. Not, I that's okay. Just, we lost him years you, ago. I wouldn't worry you too much. Realized, you realized there was a blue water in the London area that there wasn't a London Matthew McConaughey, and now you're taking over. Let's just I know. Real. I even changed my clubhouse picture to him today as a joke. But there we go. I, I'm not, I'm not, my ambition in life is not to be Matthew McConaughey, although I, he's very successful and a lot to admire about the guy. Today's about you, Jake. So thank you for joining us and thank you for being here. So you've got a very interesting story because if I understand correctly, um, you used to be a nurse and then you moved away from nursing. So tell us a little bit about yourself, please, and and tell our audience all about you and, you know, where you are, what you did. He always does this. He always does this. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. But he always does this. I always like ask a question. He has to come in. You know, he does these things, Jake. I'm, yeah, I yeah, do no, apologize. No pressure for setting up that <laughs> incredible title to this. Uh yeah, you know, I love saving people. I love helping people. And what I'm doing today was completely completely different than just four years ago. I was helping people get out of the hospital. You know, I was a nurse and I got my nursing degree. I went to college, played basketball, full scholarship. And my dream just, yeah, it was what four to five years ago was to be a professional basketball player as anyone in sports. I don't know what else dream they have besides going to play pro, um, but also to be a nurse to help people. And what I realized is that, you know, going through there, I was saving people's lives, getting them out of the hospital, rinse and repeat. I was working in the ER. And there was a moment where everything shifted for me. It was that what people call is like the breaking point, right? Or uh, a breaking point, but also with a breakthrough if you want to go through it. And for that point I did is where this man came into the hospital, the ER. He was actually um, unconscious. He was almost basically dead. He had a heart attack. And, you know, for us, we were pretty desensitized to that. We just saved their lives. We come in and help them. But what really just hit me emotionally was a couple hours in, they were, they had his family in the room with him and his family was mourning. We saved his life, did the procedures, the protocols, brought him back to uh, consciousness. And slowly but surely he started to realize that his life was almost gone and he almost lost his family, his wife, his kids. And I'm there just being the nurse that's supposed to save his life. And he turned to me and was like, Jake, like, how do I never get here again? He looked at my name badge, saw my name and told me that. And I said, well, here's the discharge. Here's the protocol. Do this, do that. You'll be good. He's like, absolutely, absolutely. I will. And he went out with his family a couple hours later and on with that. And what broke me through was when a couple months later, the same man came in to the ER with another heart attack, the same problem, the same life on the line. And I just couldn't even imagine how you could do that to your family, to your loved ones. And, you know, this, he was in his late forties. He didn't take care of himself too much, but it was the thing that I realized were as much strategy as I could give them. Cause I wasn't personally developed four and a half, five years ago. I didn't listen to Tony Robbins. I didn't dive into podcasts like this. I just was a basketball player and I just was a good human, but that was about it. But I thought that giving him the strategy would be all it took. 
But then I realized later is that 80% of all success is psychology. It's the mindset. It's what you believe in. And that's what took me to my day today, which is speaking. But at that point, I realized that I'm going to stop getting people out of the hospital. I'm going to start keeping them out. And that's where I started and transitioned into personal training, then online training, and then becoming a business consultant and becoming a speaker. And it was all through that one decision of realizing that I'm made for more and I could help people in a different way. Powerful. So do you think that part of the the motive you had, of course, with this gentleman that came back and same problem, same everything. But even when you talk about it without hitting the microphone, that is, even when you talk about it, do you feel that there's kind of like with what you did, it lacked some emotional depth? You just, like you said, rinse and repeat. They come in, we get them out. We come in and come. And you almost become like a factory worker with human beings. And do you think that was a motivator for you as well, that you were seeking something with more depth, with more reward? Absolutely. I, I, you know, I, I believe that true alignment is when you have your values aligned with your actions. And what I had was my actions while well, I was helping people, but my values of that work I was doing was not aligned. I was, it wasn't helping people that wanted to get help. It wasn't helping people become their best self. I was just helping them on the last lifeline and making sure they don't die, which was part of the action I love doing, which is helping. But my values of allowing people to optimize their life, to strategize, you know, their life so they can live a more prosperous life that wasn't happening. And so what it did is it, it basically enlightened me to see that, whoa, like this is not made for me, but I'll, I'll make this very clear because there's probably some people listening that are in situations that want to be speakers. Like, uh, you know, how I am today, where five years ago, I was just a nurse and I, I was afraid to speak in front of, you know, audiences. It wasn't some sort of like, you know, light shining from the sky and it was like, oh, right. Like it was, <laughs> it, it was a little disturbance within my soul where I just felt like I, was, it, I shook it off at first because I had to keep working and, and, and graduate and all that. But after a while, I was just like, this doesn't feel right. Like, I don't feel as motivated. I don't feel as passionate. I don't feel as like excited to do this. Like nursing, I'm working 16 hour shifts. I started to think about all the negative things and all, all the things that I don't want to do. And that's when I realized it's like, you know what? I'm just going to put that off onto the side for now, right? It's not completely done, but let me go tamper with something I do enjoy. And at that time it was fitness. And so people on here might have something that they enjoy. It could be sort of like singing, dancing, fitness, whatever it is. I tampered with that, which was for me was uh, doing a, a bodybuilding competition. I just wanted to work on myself and I, because I played team sports my entire life. But through that, I found my passion. It, it, it almost expressed my passion to allow me to realize that this is something I truly love. And through that, I had people starting to reach out and be like, Jake, like, dude, you're, you're on a great like track of looking fit and healthy. Do you do online training? And at that moment, I wanted to be an online trainer. I didn't know how. And I just <laughs> said yes. And I was like, yeah, I do online training. Yeah, I could help you out. And he's like, all right, let's talk here next week. And so I'm like going and getting certified on how to be an online trainer. And, you know, what I believe is ready, fire, aim, right? You go and you say what you want, you fire, and then you recalibrate, and then you go and fire again. And that's what I did. And I, that's how I got into my whole process to where I'm today is by just following where my passion is, realizing what, what was disturbing my soul. And then getting quiet and saying, you know what, maybe I need to go a different route. And that's how I got here today because of that moment right there. Amazing. Jose. 
Absolutely. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, I, I just got to say everything I'm about to share here right now is because I now reverse engineered how I got to this point. So if you implement this, you will actually speed up your process because that's why you learn from podcasts, mentors, speakers, you compress decades into days. And so I just kind of learned this naturally in my route through following my passion but truthfully, what it was is that you got to first know what your passion is. You got to understand what your goal is. And I couldn't even imagine where I would have been, you know, three years ago to this point today, but I knew it'd be something big. So I was able to think about what is that three-year goal, right? And so that's the first thing. You got to have a North Star in your life. Do you want to be speaking on stages? Do you want to be consulting? Do you want to be coaching? Do you want to be, you know, uh, running a successful company, you just got to have a North Star because if not, you'll be running in a hamster wheel or you'll be moving and being busy and being active, but you're not going anywhere and you're wondering why you're not getting any results. And that's when you start to get fed up and you start to get burnt out. So first thing is I had to know where my North Star is. The second thing that I apply, which I mentioned earlier, is this, this model of ready, fire, aim. There are so many people out there that I see that they're aiming, 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 waiting for the right opportunity, aiming, aiming. I'm going to find this, this stage that comes to me, aiming, aiming. I'm going to wait for the client to reach out to me, aiming. And they don't fire and they don't go anywhere. And it's because of the fear that they're going to fail. It's the fear that they're going to be rejected. I'll tell you this right now, the, the, the simple act of me leaving nursing brought so much rejection into my life and so much humility or humiliation. People were like, even my family, Right from the get-go, I did, had no plan of, of even experiencing this. They're saying, you're going to go be a personal trainer? You're leaving nursing? You just you spent four years? I know you got a full scholarship, and you're going to put that down the drain to go be a trainer? You know how much money they make? You know how there's no insurance? That was my mom. My mom's biggest thing was like, you know, there's no life insurance, all these things. I felt that. So if you've been feeling that too, understand it's okay. Because the greatest in this world have to go through the humiliation and the doubt, because it's different from everyone else. And that's why you stand away, stand apart from the rest of the pack. So if you are feeling humiliation and doubt or shame or guilt, but you know you're aligned with your passion, but maybe no one else understands that, keep going. 
Keep firing. When you fire and you see you're slightly off of the target, you re-aim and then you fire again and now you're even closer. You re-aim once again and you fire and you're finally on path and you hit a bullseye. So know where you want to go. Ready, fire, aim. And then the last thing that uh, maybe we could get into the story after the break here that completely changed my life. Because even to this point, I wasn't a, a speaker yet. I wasn't, you know, on stages. I wasn't being called to get paid to speak and, and to work with teams and all that. This was just, you know, just a couple years ago was that I had a yes mentality. And I'd love to share what that means, uh, you know, when you guys take it away here. But the story of how I became a speaker, I think, would really, really ignite some people here, guys. All right, let's do it. So uh, let's take a, a quick break. And we'll hear uh, Jose go, mm, mm, and then we'll circle back to how you how you became a speaker. Looking forward to hearing that. Here we go. It's a tough one, but it's jcavron.com. <laughs> there we go. Well, then it's over to Jake, really, to tell us how he became a speaker. You sure it's over to me? Can I? Oh, you guys are giving me the <laughs> mic again? Oh, you're yeah, so generous. Yeah, of course. Today's all about you. Listen, I hear him speak all the time. It's pretty boring. So now <laughs> it's over to you, Jake. <laughs> well, anyways, back to the show over here. Uh, you know, this, this yes mentality is ready, fire, aim. And I know you've probably heard this so many times, but the truth is, is when you implement it, it's actually when it works, right? Because we could be in that idea of like, I know that, right? We, have, we know that person that says, oh, I know that. Oh, I, I understand that. I've heard that before. I did before, a TikTok but- video about that, you know? Yeah, there you go. Good. Seamless plug. I love it. So I wanted to share this because a lot of us overthink, how do we get into that next level? 
how do we become that public speaker? How do we become that person that people are starting to know by their household name? And for me, how I started this, and I'm nowhere where I want to be yet. I have big, ambitious goals. How I started this is that I said yes to go to a Tony Robbins event back in 2019. I got invited two weeks before. It was in Dallas. I was living in California, and it had all the odds to not make it work, and I made it work. And from there, I went from sitting in the nosebleeds to getting a guest pass to sitting in the front rows of a 15,000-person event. Proximity is power. completely changed my life. Now, fast forward, I get invited at the end of 2019, it was in November, to go to a speaker workshop. And one of my good friends, Nick Santanastasso, he's a worldwide speaker, speaks on Tony's stage all over the world. He invited me and it was a hefty ticket. It was a private workshop to build your keynote. And in my mind at that time was, you know, I'm not ready to be a speaker yet. I want to soon, but like right now I'm focusing on being the top trainer. At that point, I was still like an online fitness trainer helping all these high level entrepreneurs. I was like, I want to be a trainer for celebrities, influencers, all these things. But I was like, I don't want to miss this opportunity. And so I dropped it. I, I, I put the investment down and I went to this workshop in Milwaukee and over three days by just saying yes and going there, I built this unshakable belief I could speak. I have this keynote. I learned from the best trainers. I've seen other speakers share their flaws and their struggles. And I was like, if they have that then, and I have that, then this means it's possible for me. So now I have this mindset that I could speak. I've never spoke on a stage or anything. But the cool thing is, and God works in beautiful ways, is right after that, I was flying over to unleash the power within, not unleash the speaker within, but it's funny you say that, Tony Robbins' <laughs> event in Miami, and it was 13,000 people sitting in the front rows, and on the very first day, he has you do uh, an activity, which is writing down your extraordinary life. And what do you think I wrote for my extraordinary life instead of being a trainer for celebrities? What do you think I wrote down for my extraordinary life instead of that? To be on the Public Speaking Expert podcast. Yeah. How did you know? <laughs> how, and now here we are today. <laughs> it wasn't as good as that. It was just, you know, I wanted to speak on stages all over the world, be paid 50000 to speak and, and speak on Tony's stage, like nothing even comparative. Okay. But I did write that down. <laughs> That's a second What does close. that mean? Close. What does that mean though? I went from literally not believing I was a speaker to go and taking action and, and doing this workshop, learning from the best. That's why you're listening to this podcast. You're learning from Jose and Elliot. You're learning from the best. And then I had this divine moment where now I'm sharing that, writing my extraordinary life. I put the action and the vision towards it. And now I'm sharing it with other people. And they're like, oh, that's amazing. I didn't know that you'd want to do that. But it gets better than that. Tony turns on the music, everyone goes crazy, sitting in the front rows, we all go up to the, uh, the stage. I had this intuition that when he said everyone, told everyone to sit down, I was like, I just don't want to sit down yet. I just, I don't know. So instead of sitting down, because I was like seven rows back, so you know, not too far back, but I was like, I'm going to go drink some water on the side. So I'm sipping on water just to make sure they don't tell me to sit down. And he asks out of 13,000 people, he's like, who wants to share their extraordinary life? And whose hand do you think went up right away? Yours. without any instinct, without any hesitation, just because like I knew my soul was aligned with it. I knew that everything was lining up for this purpose. I couldn't even consciously think of this. It was just subconsciously. I raised my hand instantly and he turned around and pointed and he's like, you. And I'm like, oh my God, he actually called me. <laughs> and so I'm like, my heart's racing, you know, sweaty palms, the whole mix. They're bringing up the mic, 13,000 people. It's an American Airlines, Miami Heat Arena. And he says, 
all right, sure. What's your name? Where are you from? And share what your extraordinary life is. Tell us what your extraordinary life is. And I was like, well, my name is Jake Havron from California. At the time, I'm California. And I said, my, my extraordinary life is that I'm going to be speaking on stages all over the world. I'm going to be getting paid 50000 to speak. And I'm going to be speaking on your stage, Tony. And the whole crowd erupted because I told him and I proclaimed I was going to speak on his stage. I Right there, I'll tell you right now, I had no idea how I was going to make that happen. No idea. And I was like, imposter syndrome. However, I just put that aside and moved forward and the whole crowd erupted. We had a little intervention for like five minutes. He was asking questions like what's holding me back. But the thing that matters is that afterwards, all these people were coming up saying, I didn't know that was your vision. I didn't know it was your goal. Like, dude, let me support you however I can. And this one woman came up and she said, I have speaking opportunities for you. And that was history because that's where I continue stepped into it, made my speaker decks, made my speaker reel, all these things. And I got on a stage a couple months later with Robert Herchevec from Shark Tank, got on a stage with Mark Victor Hansen, uh, Brian Tracy, Demi Moore was one of the celebrity guests. And I was a keynote speaker there because I st- stood up and I said, this is what I wanted. This is what I believe in. And I proclaimed it. So if there's someone right now that is listening to this, that has been afraid of sharing their story, sharing what they want, whether it's that you don't have to be on a stage of Tony Robbins, you don't. But if you have friends around you, if you have opportunities you've been putting off to the side and you know, just being bold and authentic can really start to ignite that fire, then hopefully this is your call to action to let that happen because I could have been humiliated in front of 13,000 people. That was a real thought in my head, but I put that aside and I stepped forward and I'm here today because of that. It's a great story. That's a pretty awesome story. And you know, something I talk a lot about is stage time is wealth time, right? And what you demonstrated there, and beyond other things, but what you demonstrated there is by Daring to stand out, stick your neck out. I mean, you're a tall guy anyway, so it's probably easy for you to stick your neck out. Because, uh, you know, I have a whole thing about being more giraffe, how to stand out being more giraffe. And, you know, but, but just by you taking that risk, grabbing the mic, complete detachment from outcome, you gave yourself exposure to 30,000, 13,000 people, right? And because of that, it opened up opportunities now that otherwise had you just kind of sat down and, and hoped maybe put your hand up me 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 which tony would have ignored anyway right not because it's you because he does he ignores the me 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 because he knows you're desperate um so from that you, you literally created the opportunity and you created stage time and you created wealth time right so you got invited to speak and as a result of that there's been a ripple effect as a result of being in the other talks you probably opened other opportunities which is why i tried to hammer home with people a few things when I work with them. Well, first of all, is stage time, of course. Like whenever, whenever anyone offers you stage time, you take it. And the other one is stage time is wealth come. The more you speak, the more you grow, the more you grow your wealth, the more you grow your opportunities, the more you grow your wealth. Now, of course, you have to be a good speaker. You have to add value. You have to be have substance, right, to, to continue that momentum. But I think that's a fantastic demonstration that just going for it. So I just wanted to acknowledge you for that. Thank and, you. And I'll you know, tell you this right now, like, after that, it was exciting, but there's been so many ups and downs and you have to put in the work. Like you said, you have to have substance. You got to have the value. I had to learn what my message is. I had to learn what's, you know, depending on the audience, who am I going to speak to? Because, you know, I only shared this story with you guys because I understand a lot of your audiences is speakers. And I wanted to really share that. But in other audiences, I love getting very tactical because I understand there's so much fluff out there. And hopefully there's some tactical strategies that came out of this. But you got to understand that this is not just, you know, straight to the moon after this. 
There was a lot yeah. of setbacks. There was a lot of failures, a lot of people, you know, that I thought it was going to be a big event. And I got like, you know, told it was going to be a thousand people and it was like a hundred people. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, even though it's still a hundred, I had expectations for that. So uh, I just want to let you know that it's a constant process. But earlier, I think Jose, you said was, how do you see problems differently? Uh, I, I don't see it as problems anymore for almost anything. I see it as challenges. And that's just not for business. I see that for in my relationship. Whenever there's a problem come up, I see it as a challenge, an opportunity to 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 fix it, to to make it better, you know, because a problem that causes conflict, that causes dread, but a challenge allows for you to rise to the occasion and be the person, the man, the woman, whoever you are, to allow that challenge to be something that goes into the past because now you have a better outcome. Yeah, I love it. Jose. no one wants to listen to a perfect speaker no one wants to feel like everything is so perfect and and strategized and calculated that it comes off to be perfect for that speaker saying, okay, I'm going to say the right close here, the right test, uh, the, uh, test close here. I'm going to give them the right pre-objection here. I'm going to say, give them the right story here and they see it as perfect. I'll tell you, that's the most imperfect thing you could do because the audience will get turned off. The audience will feel like it's disingenuous. The audience will feel like they're not speaking to them. So when people try to aim for perfect, especially in the speaking world, let's say in specific, that is one of the worst things you could hold yourself to, because not only are you going to feel like you're never enough because you won't be, you'll be, you won't be getting it right, but you will also turn off the audience. You'll turn off the listeners because people love authenticity. They love when you mess up and you're so good at it and you have to show that you've put in the reps and you put in the, the work. But when you mess up or you say something that you shouldn't have said, you play it off really well and they say, wow, this person's kind of like me because I don't see myself as perfect. But if he can go up there and mess up and still make us laugh afterwards or still give a great message at the end of it, then maybe I could do what he's doing too. And the quicker that you could show that you're perfectly imperfect, the quicker you can show that your shoes are fitted for their shoes as well and that they could step into your shoes and be exactly what you're doing because no one in this world day and age especially i do a lot on brand and marketing on social media no one really cares for the ones that always look perfect on social media those days are over it was a quick little hype now people love the real and authentic so that's my take on perfect and uh, 
I don't know. I hope that I hope that makes sense in some way. It does. Progress. Progress over, over perfection. perfection. Yeah. Progress over See, perfection. We're kindred spirits, really. Jake, you and me. Yeah. We're like the bigger, taller, better looking version of me. Just saying. <laughs> I, I thought we were twins, man. I thought we, we were are, separate. We are. We're definitely twins. No, no, no. That's not true. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Don't, no, don't the reason I reacted your head like on that. my body, all right? Yeah, something like that. I, I hope I don't need to, by the way, you know. <laughs> Just saying. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the reason I swerved about the whole perfection thing's gone on social media is because I feel sorry for Jose because he's built his whole brand around that, you know. Now it's all gone. They want real people. They want, you know, they want progress over perfection. So Jose have to go back to the – yeah. Exactly. No one wants that. <laughs> it played exactly. its purpose at one point jose it's time it's time to evolve and time to create some progress in your life exactly exactly <laughs> <laughs> now i'm feeling a bit i'm feeling a bit resentment here where's that coming from where's it originate from the resentment <laughs> Where else is that showing up in your life? <laughs> Calibrated question. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. He's doing your technique there, Jake. He's trying to do the ready, fire, aim. The question I do want to ask you, um, we've got a bit more time before we wrap up, but I do want to ask, is there a little bit of you that kind of a little bit sad that you didn't end up a pro basketball player? Does that still sometimes like, have you still got that little bit of, of a boy in you that would love to be the pro basketball player? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, it's very interesting. You asked that. I think that's the first time anyone's asked that. So it's a great question. There's two, two quick stories here on why I don't miss it. I love it, but I don't miss it. Number one is our very last game, my senior year, we lost in the semifinals to go to the championship and I had the mindset that I'm just going to give it my all because even though we were losing, uh, I was giving my absolute all. So I left everything on the table and had no regrets. That was the first thing. The second thing, even after that, I still wanted to play pro. To keep this story really short, I went back to Hawaii. A Hawaii pro team started up for the first year. They already booked out their t roster, but they looked for an exhibition team. I was on that exhibition team to play them to get started. I had vengeance because they didn't ask me. I went there back-to-back -back games playing against professional guys, and I scored 32 points and 17 rebounds the first game going against guys that are 6'10", 6'11", and then the next one was like 26 and 14. The coach asked me to play for them. I signed a contract. I was living my dream. This was before I started my entrepreneurship and personal training. Two weeks before the, the season was supposed to start, the coach went rogue. No one where he went. He basically dipped out on the entire program and the whole program collapsed. The whole island, it was called the Hilo Hammerheads, were devastated. 
I was devastated. My door of becoming a pro basketball player, the one opportunity that I've ever thought I would have, closed. But what happened two weeks after that is when I went and became a personal trainer. And when I did that, that was day one of entrepreneurship. And that set me on this path today. And I have no regrets towards that. I have no wants or needs of that because I feel so much more aligned. I feel so much more passionate about what I do. And I truthfully realized later in my personal development, I just wanted to be in the professional basketball league just because I wanted to feel like I was significant. I wanted that little insignificant boy within me that was the chubby white kid growing up, the youngest of three that got picked on a lot. I wanted to go be on TV so I could show them that I did something and that wasn't going to last. But what I'm doing here today, only because that door closed, is firing up my passion every single day. And I do not say that with anything besides the truth. That that is a real thing. When you find your passion and you know where you're going, that North Star, all things are possible. And that's why I'm here today. I think you sound far more like Matthew McConaughey than I do, especially when you just gave us that incredible, you know, insightful little moment there. It's like, you are the Matthew McConaughey of this show. Oh, right, oh, right, right. right. There you go. He sounds like, oh, man, he does such a bad version. That's it. End of podcast. No, kidding. But that was beautiful. And it's it's true. I'm just always intrigued because, as as you know, I always want to find out because myself, I had a, not nothing to do with sports, but a similar journey and then changed direction. And I, there is a part of me that when I work, walk past, you know, theaters and things like that, and I smell the backstage, I'm like, oh, yeah, I miss that smell. And kind of awakens someone in me that sometimes like, you know, ah, oh, do I miss, did I, did I want that path? And I'm very grateful for the path I'm on. But I just wonder if sometimes other people go there and they're like, oh, maybe a part of me still would like to have. And, you know, I, I love the work I do like yourself and I love the purpose-driven stuff I'm doing. And I know it has far more longevity. That's why I'm always intrigued where, where people are. Is that always that little bit of thing? So, Jose, one more question before we wrap this up because I, I can see you're doing your question dance. Ah. I do not make fun of you because you're Venezuelan. I just make fun of you. Can I just qualify that? There's nothing to do with your Venezuelan heritage. (laughs) I asked how you met Anna. Thank you. Thank you for asking the, the, the best questions you could to extract that. Because the, the truth is, is everyone has the genius within them. The role of the speaker, the host, the guest is to extract that from within. And you guys did an incredible job on that. Thank you. Ha, ha, ha.
Ah, thank you. Hmm. Yeah. Well, first off, my my quickest thing is that I I take the word can't out of everything. So even when people say, I can't wait to see you. First off, if you're saying that, like change, I say, I'm so excited to see you because you're training your brain to say can in other situations, which is like what you're saying. The second thing is the quality of the questions equals the quality of your life. Just like how we saw Elliot asked a very quality question earlier and it gave, gave an incredible story out of me that I've never shared before. It's the same thing with those internal questions you ask yourself. So what you do to be very tactical on this is let's say it's I, I can't speak for that company. It's too big. Sit back and say, what makes me feel like I can't speak to this company? What is it? Not why. If you ask the word why, you'll have endless questions, right? Why can I do this? Well, because you're dumb, you're slow, you're, you haven't studied enough, you don't have experience, whatever it is. But if you ask what's holding me back, well, I, I, I just I feel like I'm going to mess up. Well, what makes you feel like you're going to mess up? Well, I just haven't practiced enough. Oh, so if you practice enough, you will feel like that limiting belief will go away. Like you're having this internal dialogue and you'll realize that the truth is there's always a bottleneck within you. And if you ask the right questions and you say, well, if I practice enough, will that build more confidence? Absolutely. And if I have more confidence, will that allow me to reach out to these people? Okay. Well, I don't know how to reach out yet. Okay. What do you have to do to learn that? Can you search it up on Google? We overcomplicate these things, which is why we make ourselves say can't because it's the easy cop out. But I'll tell you right now, if you believe there's genius within you, if you believe that you have an ability to bring massive value to people, no matter what form, shape, or size, then you are creating the biggest disservice by not sharing that, by using this word can't and holding your limitations back. So ask those quality questions, get down to the root cause, which is what I call reverse engineering and getting very strategic, finding where the bottleneck is and go and fix it. And you'll realize that one bottleneck released will allow you to go beyond the biggest stages in the world. And that's where I say just, Take that can't and turn that into can and stop saying it in every single way of, I can't wait to see you. I can't wait to be on this podcast. Even though it means good things, it still has a bad connotation with that word. Take that out of your vocabulary. That's my word for that. Love it. Thank you for that. Exactly. So Jake, where do people find you, follow you, reach out to you, send you pictures of themselves? Like where, where would they do that? Uh, only if jose is going to send a photo <laughs> jose, be careful what you wish for no one else just jose follow me on instagram that's where i <laughs> am mainly active uh send me a message for for real like when i say that i mean it i'm not the type of person you'll see my page and be like oh this guy probably doesn't respond to people i respond to every single person especially if you say you found us from this podcast i'd love to hear what was your takeaway i know i'm going to share that with jose and elliot so that's a it's a huge value add for them too because they want to know what you think. So send me that message. I love to connect. And if you want to learn more about how we could work together, how I could consult and help you make more money than what you invest or whatever it is, go to jakehavron.com, H-A-V-R-O-N.com and uh, we could connect further on that. Love it. I'm trying to find your one, but we'll follow you too, of course. That's not a bad thing. So for everybody listening to the podcast, Jose is now taking a picture. Just so you understand what's going on here. Like we're suddenly going quiet and you're talking. Make sure about you guys tag me on that. Put on your stories, tag me. I'll uh, I'll shout you guys out. Yeah, definitely. 
Jake, thank you so much for coming and for sharing your heart, your your story, your wisdom. It's been a real honor and a pleasure. You know, it's very rare that Jose's mesmerized or so quiet. So you've clearly done something, something really well. And we'd love to have you back another time uh, as your journey progresses. And I'd love to hear more of your speaker side unfolding. But it's just incredible to meet someone that, you know, is brave enough to walk away from one thing to pursue something even greater. And I think if nothing else, if everybody's listening, you know, we have one life. We all have the same amount of time in the day. And what you've done is really made it matter. And I think everybody could take something from that. Jose. Absolutely. Yeah, let's stay connected. Yes. Yeah, I'll be coming out to London and Venezuela soon. All right, guys. <laughs> well, he's in Woking. He's in the UK. He's not in Venezuela. All right. <laughs> we're going to go do a speaker event over there, guys. So let's this, do we're, it. we're proclaiming this right now. Actually, you know what? As you were speaking, came to me. I'll share this really quickly. That at some point, Jose, you and me should have been a public speaking expert conference. And then we'll invite Jake. Yeah, that's my, my kindred soul brother. That's, uh, that's an incredible name, by the way. So you guys have all the rights to do that. And and I would love to do that. So if you guys are listening right now, you're the first to hear this. This is taking from nothing and manifesting into something right now. So you're going to come back to this exactly. podcast and be like, this is where it happened. Exactly. And what we could do is pull all our favorite guests. So, you know, get Jake, get everybody. Well, I've said that. Now one of our guests will listen to go, wait a minute. Am I not your favorite guest? I've just kind of walked myself into it. Anyway, that was silly. Have a great day, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the Public Speaking Expert podcast. And remember to go out there and not just be a great speaker, but to... Yeah! You've been listening to the Public Speaking Experts Podcast with Elliot Kay and Jose Ucar. Follow us on Instagram and join us next week for even more. Remember to always speak your greatness. Subscribe, rate, and comment.